Well, hello everybody. I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And um, I am an astrologer. I do consultations. I have a wonderful membership community called the Venus Enchantment Community. And I help you to really um, create the life you desire through the tool of astrology and other modalities. Anyway, <laughs> I feel a bit rambly today. Um, I just got back from a long road trip to Seattle to visit my um, youngest daughter who's moved there. And it was a bit grueling. But anyway, before I forget to ask you, please subscribe to my YouTube channel or my podcast, wherever you listen to it. Um, and go to my podcast, my YouTube channel anyway, and subscribe. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. Once you hit that number, the uh, um, channels take off and um, our YouTube algorithms really start to kick in. So I would really, really appreciate any subscribes. Also, any um, 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 recommendations on iTunes, reviews, on my Facebook page, Cosmic Owl Astrology. You can find me at Cosmic Owl Astrology everywhere. But let's dive in. Today, we're going to look at the Virgo new moon. As I record this, we just had a very big Leo new moon. And um, next up, we've, the sun has just entered Virgo. and We've entered Virgo season and we'll be having a Virgo new moon and a Pisces full moon because Pisces opposes Virgo. So the sun will be in Virgo and the moon in Pisces. Now Virgo. Virgo, I think, is a very kind of um, underestimated sign. It's a sign of um, wholeness and hum it, it's a humble sign, but in a quite a healthy way if, um, if in its higher energy. It's a sign of service and usefulness and being, you know, just wanting to do good things for um, for others. And, um, you know, to the negative that can lead to servitude. But generally, I really like Virgos. They they like the detail. They're analytical. It is the worrying sign. But let's look at the good. <laughs> Um, and this Virgo new moon is going to be on September the 6th at 20, uh, September the 6th, 2021. So it's a six day. It's going to be at 6.52 mountain. So that's 5 p.m. So that's 5.52 p.m. Um, West Coast, 8.52 p.m. East Coast. And that would make it 1.52 a.m. on September the seventh in um, the UK. Uh, this new moon is at 14 degrees, 38 minutes of Virgo. It's um, just over, just a tad over four degrees um, away from asteroid Hygieia. So we'll look at that. It's in an almost by one minute partile trine to Uranus in Taurus, who, as I record this, has just stationed retrograde. So by the time um, by the time we get to September the 6th, Uranus will have actually moved only eight solar arc minutes in retrograde. So he's still he's very powerful in that position. Black Moon Lilith is conjunct Uranus in Taurus. 
So therefore, the new moon is also in trying to black moon Lilith in Taurus. And I use the true black moon Lilith in case anybody listens to anybody else and is confused. There's two calculations for the black moon Lilith. I use the true because it's quite, it's kind of very erratic orbit and that kind of fits the wild card energy of Lilith. Some people use the mean calculation, which kind of evens out the calculation. Um, but I prefer to use the true. Um, also, this new moon Hygieia conjunction is in a quite a wide, but I'm going to say it is an opposition to uh, Pallas Athena in Pisces, who is still conjunct Neptune in Pisces. So let's tie all of that in together, which also means that Mars is um, still kind of connected to the new moon in Virgo. All right. Finally, not finally, but um, the last aspect I will mention for now is um, Juno. Uh, Juno now um, on the new moon at 11 degrees Sagittarius in square to this new moon. Now Virgo new moons usually come in the northern hemisphere when it's kind of harvest time, which kind of fits her the signs association with um, the harvest. It's the sign of the priestess, really. It's the sign of um, wholeness, as I self, the, the virgin, which is, in fact, um, one who is whole unto themselves. It's very much associated with health, um, purification. Um, the mother, the symbol itself looks like an M, like all the Marys, the Magdalens, uh, the many Marys in um, the biblical stories. Um, so it is the sign of uh, kind of priestess, uh, female energy. All right. And I think that's what's bringing, uh, being brought in um, to the greatest degree. By the way, I apologize if I feel a bit rambly. I um, feel like I'm getting sick and I actually just went for a COVID test. So we'll see. I am vaccinated, but um we, as we know, the vaccinated can get it too. So um, we'll see. I get the results tomorrow. But I wanted to get this out of the way in case it is. So, um, yeah, so this is an earth sign, Virgo. So this is a very earthly new moon. This is about really getting in touch with the physical. It's getting your hands involved in things, which is very Virgo. Virgo is Mercury ruled, and but Mercury has its two kind of incarnations as kind of technical hands, crafts, physical things, but also the communication and mind. And, and so this connected to asteroid hygiene, which is really health and hygiene, means there's going to be a probably a very big focus on health and hygiene um, around this new moon. Um, and the aspect to Uranus and Lilith in Taurus um, can also mean it's about the connection of um, our health of our planet. You know, Taurus is very earthly, but Taurus is the body. So this is going to be very connected with um, holistic health, which really in all its true incarnation means 
alternative and allopathic health all put together about our overall health, about how we treat the earth, how we treat ourselves, how it's all connected. The connectedness is very much up on this new moon, it feels like, okay. And it's about getting in touch with earthing, with grounding, get in touch with nature, get your hands dirty, get, you know, uh, go and touch some trees, hug some trees, or get some preparing for uh, next year's garden. If you're in the north or in the south, southern hemisphere, get prepared for this year's garden, maybe. Um, but, you know, with the aspect being to Uranus and Black Moon Lilith in Taurus, adds this kind of very um, shake it up, wild card kind of energy to it with Uranus being kind of the Lord of lightning bolts and um, Black Moon Lilith being this kind of wild shamed part of ourselves that wants to kind of be heard and be spoken. I do wonder if uh, the planet Earth Gaia herself is going to be speaking around this um, this energy, but it is a trine aspect which is fairly supportive. So there's also a possibility of some new ideas some uh, new um, innovations around health like of the earth and ourselves particularly the mercury uh, mercury rules the new moon as i said mercury is in libra on this um, lunation mercury will be at 10 degrees of um, of libra and actually also in a trine aspect but in a trine aspect to series who I very much also associate with Virgo, the sign of Virgo. And Ceres is in Gemini, in trine aspect to, to Mercury and Libra. They're both air signs, Libra and Gemini. So there's a lot of thinking and ideas going on. Ceres has just passed the North Node by the time of this North, um, of this lunation and will be going back over the uh, North Node twice more over the next few months after her retrograde. So to my mind, this is really thinking a lot about um, our community health, our greater community health as humanity on this planet. And, uh, and by that, I mean, in all kinds of ways, not just health as in getting sick kind of health, it's all very, um, very holistic, very like how we work together, the food we eat, how we farm, um, all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, it's very powerfully earthy, and very much about new ideas around being in alignment with the cycles of nature, which I think is very serious. As I said, the the new moon is also opposite Pallas Athena, and she's a problem solver in, in, in Pisces. This is kind of about tuning in to source your inner voice, your intuition to get the answers that you need. The, the Virgo Pisces aspect I always see as practical mysticism. It's connecting with the mystic, with the muse, with the messages from the collective unconscious, 
or from God or whatever you want to call it and bringing it down to earth in a very practical way. And so the answer to many of the problems that we're facing, I think, is through the intuition combined with rational scientific thought, which is very Virgo and very Mercury. Okay, so it's it's not putting one against the other. Okay, it's integration is a very big um, key of this lunation. Lastly, I said that uh, the new moon is in square to Juno. Juno is the um, Heros Gamos, the sacred marriage between um, the opposites, the masculine, the feminine, the yin, the yang. And Juno's been on this dance with the South Node for quite some time of releasing old dogma and old beliefs um, around our connectedness and our relationships with each other. She's been on that South Node, which is kind of the where we're being asked to move away from and moving. She's been opposing the North Node in Gemini, which is about open mindedness, learning new ideas and also about community. So we come back to that too. Incidentally, um, Juno is also in an almost exact trine with Chiron. So there's this kind of a healing aspect to that as well. Chiron in Aries, Juno and Chiron will both be at 11 degrees. So that's bringing in that kind of medicine again, medicine man, medicine woman, there's some tremendous healing available on this new moon. Another aspect of that is that um, Chiron's wife, Caraiclo, on the very day of the new moon, moves back into Capricorn. She, she won't ever move off the 29th degree when she's back in Capricorn, and, she will, and then she will move back uh, forward and back into Aquarius. But I find it interesting that Caraiclo, Chiron's wife, is moving back into Capricorn because Caraiclo was very much involved in the great conjunction of Saturn, Pluto, Ceres, Mercury and the Sun back on January the 12th, 2020. Caraiclo was right there too. She was at 23 degrees while Saturn and Pluto met at 22 degrees. And... Um, and she won't go back to those degrees at all, but she is going back into Capricorn to to revisit some of this about our institutions, about all of our institutions, you know, government, um, health institutions, um, um, all the, every or every institution that we've got, the hospitals, all that kind of energy anything that's kind of a bit of an authority and solid and and built the banks all that kind of thing and i find it interesting with the other healing themes throughout this new moon of of virgo of hygia of um chiron um of ceres being involved too i find ceres quite a um, a healing energy is that um is my theory that 
they were kind of a husband, wife, medicine man, medicine woman, mentor team to the gods and goddesses. Feels like Chiron mentored the gods, took them out doing archery and things. And Karaiklo, the grace spinner, the weaver, the, the spinner, literal spinner, would would heal through stories and teach and heal through stories. So they made a good team. So Karaiklo moving back into Capricorn, I find quite hopeful to um, be to be beginning to find healing from some of them, the crazy uh, mess we're in. <laughs> and of course, this is gradually going to unfold over months as we have all the planets retrograde right now, or, or a lot of them. And, um, and Pluto will be stationing direct in October to start this movement forward of the planets again. And um, then as Pluto moves forward on October the 10th, Karaiklo and Pluto will be moving towards each other. Though it'll be a while till they actually meet, if at all, probably not. All right, sorry, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. I feel myself fading fast. So this uh, new moon is at 14 degrees. And that's uh, the 14.5 is at my actually high life path number. <laughs> and uh, but interestingly, the 14.5 is telling you there's been a pretty hefty abuse of freedom through being irresponsible and shunning any sense of responsibility. Um, it can also mean, you know, um, excessive behavior behaviors. It's said to be a karmic debt number. So it's all about abuse of freedom, whether through indulgence or dominating others, um, lacking self-control over indulgence, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, um, and it's, it's, it's asking, um, the 14 is about asking to um, to learn self-initiative, unity and justice. OK, it's a great need in life to achieve balance, harmony, temperance and prudence. All right. So, you know, this 14 five is 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 a very powerful number. And um, with all these aspects and everything, I kind of feel like collectively we're being asked to look at where we've been irresponsible and where we have perhaps abused the whole concept and idea of freedom and um, where we've um, made it all about my freedom, my freedom, my freedom and shunning any sense of responsibility because with great freedom comes great responsibility. So that's one way of looking at the number. The 14.5 is, is also a very innovative number. It's a number of change. Virgo is also a mutable sign. So this is very much about change, more change coming. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about constantly challenging ourselves um, in, other, in order to shift and change and grow. So, you know, I'm really, really liking this new moon, to be quite honest. 
So I'm actually going to read the symbols. My throat's kind of going, closing up. Um, I did actually uh, go for a COVID test. I don't know if I told you that already. Probably did. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, so I'm going to wrap up and read the symbols because, you know, just overall, just looking at the whole chart of this new moon, it feels like a, a bit of a, a, a shift towards um, healing. The the new moon is a 14.5. We've got the nodes at five. So there's definitely change coming, all in mutable signs. This is just um, October 4, 10 days after the um, an exact Pluto Eris square. And we'll now be heading towards the final exact Pluto Aries square in the signs of Capricorn and Aries for the first time since um, I think it was 600 BCE or something like that, the axial age. Um, And the last Pluto Aries square that's definitely been shaking things up is on October the 9th. After that, the two slowly pull apart from each other and Pluto moves towards Eris um, for a conjunction that will not happen in most of our lifetimes. <laughs> the the Pluto Eris square has been very associated with this whole turmoil time of the pandemic as well. So I, I kind of like that we're on the way to the final square on this. Does that mean I think we're on the way out of it completely yet? No, I don't. I actually think, you know, we may have a bit of a rough winter. Um, There's um, another, um, uh, Carlos, I can't remember the name of it. My mind's going with this feeling off. Um, There's another draconic bowl. I'm not going to give you the Hindu name for it because I can't remember it because my brain's foggy. Um, which means that all the major planets will be trapped within one side of the nodes. And that's starting, I think, on December the 15th, taking us through to the end of the first week in February or a little bit beyond that, depending on which planets you look at. So I think we could be having another winter with, um, if not actual lockdowns, at least a, a feeling of still being restricted and held in by these energies. But um, after that, things really start to open up. We've got the Saturn, sorry, the Pluto Eris square separating, ending. Pluto will move on away from squaring Eris and, and things will really start to shift. But before I read the symbols, just a reminder again to, um, to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I'm finishing writing my third book, hopefully, <laughs> and um, and I have opened up September to some readings. Okay, so if you want to be the first to get back in on my schedule, uh, book a reading at louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N. And again, you know, all subscribes, uh, subscriptions, or reviews, everything welcome. So let's look at the symbols. I'm going to look at the Sabian symbol first. So we go up always, we go to 15 Virgo. And that is a fine lace handkerchief heirloom from Valorous Ancestors. 
the keynote is the quintessence of deeds well done. And this is kind of that karmic debt thing that we talked about. Um, Dane Rudyard went on to say about this symbol, root strength produces beautiful flowers. And incidentally, fine lace, lace making would be very Virgo and also, um, I think, very of Karaitla. So root strength produces beautiful flowers. The neophyte who acts with determination, courage and discrimination while following in the footsteps of his predecessors receives a symbolic prize from the um, humanhood ready to welcome um, them, not him. It's all when he when they have fully proven themselves on the battlefield where they meet their past, which tries to block their way. The mystic beloved hands them watch what they have woven for them out of spiritual threads. So he says, it's really kind of a, well, it is, it's a reward, you know, it's um, a reward for deeds well done or for facing up to your karma on the battlefield, meeting your past. So this all refers to the numbers again, you know, um, anyway, you get the idea. So in other words, it's time for some good deeds. <laughs> so Virgo 15 Chandra symbol. A man inherits a vast fortune. Aristocracy takes many forms, whether by karmic predisposition or by bloodline or both, being granted the ultimate pedigree for serving effectively. Those who have ruled can serve. Those who have mastered can give themselves over. Those who have attained can extract the essence of what they have come to before and utterly discard the rest. Showered with blessings, filled to overflowing with the streams of your background, you are yet definitely motivated to use all this as a springboard and not to lean back on it. You feel the impulse to renew gifts, treasures and mysteries, to revitalise the old streams, to make relevant and essential what has previously proven to be steady and enduring, and most of all, endowed with a fluency in drawing from the well something fresh and new and being so at home in bringing it all through that you become an individual here in the midst of things who just happens to know and be familiar with just about anything you need to access from the well that never runs dry. So I my take on that, taking it in with all the other things, the numbers, the 14.5 is, is kind of this new moon really is about learning from um, our past. And uh, to quote Maya Angelou, when we know better, we do better. It's learning from all that um, that we've been through, all that we bring in from the past and using those lessons to serve and to move forward. So um, thank you for your patience. I hope I didn't seem too out there. Um, maybe, no, this is gonna be perfect as it is. The new moon in Virgo, it's one, it's a very earthy, very um, focus on holism, holistic, holistic health, 
on service and being useful and on healing. Okay, let's be the healing. And I'll see you next time. And hopefully the scratchy throat will come to nothing and I'll be all perky and, and wonderfully well next time. See you later.